Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in Cars going to festivals. Okay, so we've talked about omens now in this managing the magic, like how do you do these magical parts of the corridor of ritual, um, which leads us into waters um, or the return flow, steps 11 through 13 of the core order of oh, ritual. Yeah, this is three parts. I gotta, we gotta explain three parts, not just one. <laughs> yeah, so, and this is where, again, when I was starting to do this, and like when I was starting my initiate and clergy work, our grove does the return flow. Yep. Right? It is all mashed together. And so then when I realized I had to describe all three parts, the calling, the hallowing, and the affirmation of the blessing, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so let's maybe start by breaking that down. Yeah, we can do that. Um, actually, let's, let's start with this first. Um, it's called calling, hallowing, and affirmation of blessings, not True. of waters. True, okay. And that was a, when we did the... When we wrote out the core of ritual, that was one of the questions that came up is, can we just call this the waters module? And we went around and we talked about it. And once again, my big mouth um, <laughs> spoke up and said, you know what? I can see people doing, you know, the return flame. I can see people doing all sorts of different things that don't involve water necessarily. And so we left it generic, um, much to our benefit uh, later on when... You know, we, we figured out different ways to do things. Uh, but it's it doesn't have to be water. You can, you could, if you wanted to, and I don't want to, and I'm not suggesting that we would ever do this, and I actually would recommend that we don't. You could use yeah. glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Biodegradable. Yes. But you could. And that would be within the the parameters of the corridor of ritual. So glitter will be part of my Bob Ross painting visualization of the gates exploding into glitter. I mean, hell, use body paint. I don't care. There's you could body no. paint sigils onto each other. There's lots of ways. Are you saying I can body paint a sigil onto you? I mean, maybe during a return flow, why not? Okay. <laughs> you heard why it not? here first, folks. <laughs> I, I think one year I used ashes actually from the Unity Flame. Is, yeah. Is part of that was one of the arguments. I'm like, you know, we don't always use water. Sometimes I used ashes from the Unity Flame this one time, um, and apparently one time was enough for us to. Well, and I commonly like if I am doing a an off the cuff rite where someone like 
it's a situation where they want that feel of the full court order, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they want to receive the blessing. And we don't have waters. Or maybe we only have, like, one water bottle and don't want to share or pour or whatever. Um, I've used breath or incense Mm -hmm. um, because you've got that. Like, that is a, a substance that is with you. Um, and, and so it's nice to be able to experiment with those different things. Yes. And not have to do the liturgical gymnastics of, well, you know, breath is mostly water vapor anyway. Right. Like you don't have to do it. Like it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, absolutely. Um, so in terms of why it's not called waters, that's why, um, we include this kind of in that managing the magical set because of all the things that we do between specifically the gate opening and the waters those are usually the two most magic-y yeah those those are the things people recognize as magical right and those are also the ones that often feel biggest and most intimidating yes yeah those are the things that people are like i'm not ready to do that thing I'll, right. do the, I'll do all this other stuff that's really important and integral to the right. I'm not so sure about these two things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even in our grove, like, those are the ones that default to you and I unless yep. we <laughs> assign them specifically to someone else, right? Like, yep. they end up coming to us, which is fine, and I don't mind doing it. But I think it's an important part of the process to help others learn to do those things. Yes, it is. And you can't just always do them for people. You have to let people learn how to do this stuff. Yeah. And you have to get you have to help them get the confidence to do it. So, right out of the gate what I'm going to say is yeah, anyone can do this stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. You can hello waters. You can call for them. You can distribute them. All that stuff is doable by anyone in ADF in particular, but Anyone off street can also do it. Um, believe in yourself. It's doable. Um, but so we got we got three parts. Mm-hmm. So we should probably work through those. Um, the first part is calling for the blessings. So uh, do you want me to explain these? Do you want to give any of these a shot? You've defaulted to me a lot on this one. I have. And that's okay. I have. <laughs> Um, and I'm happy to keep going that well, way. Well, and I think part of it is because you know the history of where they've come from, whereas I was trained by our grove and hence you, and so, like, I know the way we do them and have only more recently experienced other methods. Yeah. So sometimes I have a hard time articulating <laughs> what the differences are. So I'll, I'll run with I with will interject one. as needed. How's Sounds that sound? Sounds great. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm not talking over you too. Um, so, calling for, hallowing, and receiving. The calling for is where you articulate the call. It's where you say, hey, we want these waters. We want them to show up. We want them to be blessed. We want them to, to come to us. We've done the hard work. We have won the waters. Mm-hmm. Let them flow to us. For me, the call is, we have this empty cup and there's nothing in it. 
can you fill for us? Like, yeah. we, we don't have a substance with which to receive your blessing. Yep. It is asking the spirits to pull those waters to us, to draw them here. And those waters at this point are just water. Right. They are the waters that flow over the land, the waters that well up from below, the waters that flow down from the heavens. If you're dumb enough to say that in a rainstorm. Then as... you're Reverend Michael J. No period dangler. Whatever. It happens. <laughs> um, we didn't get too wet. Uh, but we'll talk about that later, by the way. Okay. <laughs> um, so the this is kind of like you can think about it also as gathering waters or, or pulling together the things that will be blessed um so if you were going to bless your fire if you're going to have the fire flow back you might actually put wood on the fire at this point to make it grow um if you were going to use ashes i mentioned that i used ashes mm -hmm. in the unity right to, to return flow um you might go up and actually collect the ashes during this period. Not in a glass jar. It not will in a explode. Glass jar. Yeah. Well, not in a plastic jar either. It will melt. <laughs> Be smart about how you collect your hot ashes from the fire. Um, don't touch them until they've cooled or make a slurry with water or something. Just don't be dumb. Like me. Um, or me. <laughs> or any priest in ADA. Um, we've all done dumb things. Mostly around fires. Uh, but take the time to envision these waters flowing to you or envision these blessings coming to you because that's what you're doing. You're reaching out for them. You're saying, hey, we're here. This is where our blessings will need to be. So bring I them really, here. Bring us the way that they will come. I really like, you just mentioned this idea of gathering. Yes. Because one of the, one of the complaints is that a lot of the times the way your ritual language works, like your liturgical language is the give us the waters, which can be very demanding. Yeah. Right. Um, and I know you've been workshopping around how to play with yep. that. And we'll come back to that in but, the hallowing. But I like gathering. Yeah. I might play with that because that's very like, it's more passive and yeah. more, uh, Union-y. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a mixing and mingling. Yeah. You know. No, okay, so I like that. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, so it's it's setting the stage is what you're doing with, you know, gathering the waters or, or uh, calling for them. But it's a, it's a vocal call. Right. Um, I, th I think, particularly in this case, it's a very important thing to speak out and say, here are the waters... They've been gathered into this place for this reason. Um, and then once you have the waters there, when you or whatever it is you're going to bless, when you have those things there, you have the vessel that is contained, it has all the things in it. Um, usually we start with a full vessel, so we're not, you know, necessarily pouring anything or doing anything like that or filling a vessel up or even physically gathering anything. But we will usually, you know, hold up our vessel and we will figuratively with grand gesture often with my sickle i will you know pull those waters up from mm -hmm. below i will pull them from across the land i will pull them down from the sky 
And since you're on audio and can't see any of that, it's me, you know, moving my hand around in big gesture, holding a picture up and pulling my hand toward it. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, in Grove rights, I'm much more likely to do that. When I've done more private rights where I know everyone who's attending, we, um, and particularly know any food allergies they have, I will do, um, I will mix water and wine. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is very much the, like, I have a vessel of water in one hand and a vessel of wine or juice in the other hand, <laughs> wine or proto wine, as I like yes. to call it. <laughs> um, but I like the, the idea of we set these waters aside, right? And so I pour because it's, it's only the waters that I'm pouring into the wine that I'm, that I eventually want to hallow. Yep. And so I like the visual representation of these waters are the ones we're working with. Yep. And this is where the, the confusion comes in because I see that all as part of hallowing. So the separating out of waters I see as hallowing. Okay. I see that as calling. So. Yeah. I mean, it could go either way. It really depends on your language. Um, but, um, so you've got your vessel, whatever it may be. Oh, and the other thing that is worth mentioning, you said... Um, dietary restrictions or, or allergies and knowing those things. The and other, alcohol. I include, yes. I include that. Yeah, I, I know you do, but I'm, I'm going to explicitly state um, because you don't always know about that. Right. And so in our grove, we exclusively use water, water. for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, we've, we've done other things from time to time. Well, um, I suppose if we are using something that is consumed. Yes. We always have water. Available. Even if we have something else, we also yes. have water. And and as a priest, I always take water. I do as well. Because I don't want to I don't want anyone to be singled out. Right. By not drinking the alcoholic. Right. <laughs> and so I always opt for non alcoholic myself as a as a way to to do that. Just make it okay and Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh, but you can't ask if anyone's an alcoholic. <laughs> so always have something available. Always lead by example. And in doubt, and you should probably always be in doubt, um, default to water. Yeah. Where you, where you and I mean, in our water. high days, we've pretty much exclusively used water. Yeah. One, one solstice, we used Fanta. We, we, <laughs> we brewed tea for, for our Baba Yaga rite. Um, but even then... There was water available. There was water available. Yeah. So. Yep. Which I drank. Yeah. Because I didn't want my holy water to be dirty. I was seeing via tea leaf reading, so I did not. Because <laughs> I literally had you to drink to the, tea the tea to yeah. read the leaves. Um, so. <laughs> so. There, there's your, your, your gathering, your, your calling for. Um, and like I said, I think it should be verbal. The hallowing. Uh, the way that I have always looked at it is this is where you are making those waters holy. Uh, well, and specifically in our rites, I view it as we conveniently have just received these blessings from the kindreds. Yep. And so I'm going to take those that the seer saw and I'm going to put them magically into the waters that we have called forth. Mm -hmm. And hallow, make holy. Yep. The water, the yep. The return flow. Yes. 
do you see the the process of putting the omens into the water to be what hallows them or is there additional work that needs done that is what hallows them okay. for me i thought so the way that you described it earlier it was a two-part thing so well all waters are by their very nature sacred. I don't have to make them more sacred. I know, right? I set these aside because these are the ones I'm working with and I put the magic in them. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you 100% actually. Um, <laughs> trying to clarify for the folks playing along. Okay, oh. okay. Um, it's good. You're making me think too. Good. That's the point. <laughs> We're all thinking here. So, the hallowing portion then is the actual blessing portion. And if you wanted to split things up, you could split it up all three ways. You could have one person do the calling, one person do the hallowing, and one person do the, the yeah. distribution of blessings. Um, but most of the time we do it as one person does the whole module. Um, when I hallow, I, I say those those famous now words that I've heard all sorts of amusing <laughs> variations, variations of, <laughs> of and fr from people that I never would have expected to say it have, have said it and it's it's been hilarious and I, I'll tell you about the the initial controversy as well here in a moment but I always say all waters are by their very nature sacred we separate out these waters they may be filled with the blessings of the kindreds or something like that and that of course is translated into you know all gazebos are by their very nature sacred. This, it, it, it has legs. That liturgical language has legs. Um, and it's how you been, know it's good. Yes, or something. Or something. <laughs> it's how you know it's funny, which is not the same as good. Um, <laughs> but I still like it. So I see the setting aside as part of that hallowing. And the reason for that is because um, the act of consecration is the act of cutting something apart mm -hmm. um, or setting it apart or setting it aside. And so it is naturally then part of the blessing for me. Um, and you said earlier, you see it as part of the calling, the calling yeah. which also makes sense. Um, but for me, that line is very clear. This, this is when I start hallowing. Okay. Um, and you mentioned earlier that you see this kind of as, as one big module is kind of how we do it, which is really interesting because I don't see it that way. Really? Yeah, not at all. Because that is, watching you do it is obviously how I have learned yeah. it as one big module, yeah. right? Okay. No, it, it all just, it flows as one module as okay. I do it. And so, and, and that is, I, it is... That is either one of two things. That is either because of really good pre-planning and execution, or it's because I flubbed it up so many times that I don't know the difference anymore. <laughs> uh, and I don't know which, the, which is actually true. But internally, I see them as very separate. Um, and so during this, we will call out to the spirits, and we will ask them to hallow the waters. Now, you mentioned earlier... Um, the, the traditional language, which comes into our grove via Six Night, which came from Stone Creed. So there's, there's that weird non-direct line to us um, from Ian's mouth to my ear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
the traditional language is shining ones give us the waters. Mm -hmm. And as many people have noted, um, that is a very demanding sort of phrasing. It's, um, it's a commanding sort of phrase. Give us these waters. It's not meant to be commanding. But it, it, knowing that it comes from Ian, it's very ceremonial magic. It is, yes. And like I said, it's not meant to be commanding. But the way that it's inflected and the way that it's said in ritual often is as a command. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... The, the workshopping that I've done around it is, is I did what I often do, and I went back to the Rig Veda and I looked for something that I could use there. Um, and I ended up with um, Spirits All Release the Waters is where I, I kind of have ended up for right now. And I don't always say it because I'm in the middle of this stuff and I don't know what I'm doing uh, as I'm shouting stuff into the, <laughs> the spirit realm through the gates and all that jazz. Um, but that's that's right now that's where i want to be i want to be shining ones release the waters and the reason for that is because as we've established in the gathering of the waters the the hallowing or the the calling for the waters we have done the work we have done the good work of making offerings of seeking the favor of the spirits, of doing all the right things. Everything we've done, our omens have said, we have done right, and we are in a good, right space. And as a result of that, we are, we're in a state. We're in right relationship. We're in right relationship. We're, we're, we're in a state where we are able to receive the waters. And that's what I'm going for with my liturgical language. I'm not sure I'm there yet, but that's where release the waters came from because what we're doing is we're calling up to the spirits in supplication saying we are here we are ready we are thirsty release the waters to us we're asking for them to do what the gods do Mm -hmm. which is set the waters free right and we have good myth for that we have good you know poetic language around that deities who are friends to humans set the waters free for us. And that's kind of where I've been going in now, the recent past. Do you, because one of the things that, I, I, I can't decide how I fall on it. I typically default to deities and shining ones because yeah. of the Rig Veda and because of that myth, like it's the deities who release yeah. the waters. Um, however, when we ask the questions of, yeah. What do the ancestors offer? What do the nature spirits offer? What do the shiny ones offer? And then we're putting those blessings into the waters. Yeah. I prefer spirits all. Okay. And, and liturgical language is a hard habit to break. Yeah. Um, and I said, shining ones give us the waters for so many years that I still say it. And, but my intent is, is always at that. this point always at this point what should what people should hear even though it's not what i say is spirits all okay release the waters um and i'm, I'm never going to get it perfect i've i've been an adf for 22 years or something ridiculous like that my membership is old enough to to drink um <laughs> I, i'm 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 not going to get away from some of those old habits um but i've made headway 
I'm using God in more, for example. It's true. I'm, I'm getting more inclusive in my, my wording, and this is, this is a part of that. This is part of that progress and part of that aim to be more inclusive is to stop limiting who we're calling to. Because if the spirits are within earshot, if they're within the ring of uh, light from the fire, they are spirits who are willing to work with us. Mm-hmm. I don't need to specify. So that's what I'm doing. When I'm calling out, that's, that's what I'm aiming for. And that's how I hallow those waters. I set them aside. I say, these are the waters to be blessed. Spirits all release the waters. I usually shout it three times because three is a good number. And I watch them. I watch them flow in from wherever they're coming. I watch them come into this set of waters. So one of the things when I'm doing the waters and you a lot of times do this too, but you skipped it just now in your explanation. I did. I know, um, I know exactly where you're going. So, I'm like, oh, I need to go back to that. So, so thank you. we, we, as I mentioned, the, the seer saw blessings yeah. um, and the hallowing portion is when we take whatever the seer saw and we put it in those waters yeah. that we have gathered. And this is the part of the rite that that I like to use as the reflection portion mm-hmm. for the people attending. Yep. Um, and so a lot of times I will say like the ancestors gave us this think now on or reflect on how you see that in your own life and how you can use that to, to as a blessing for you to better your life, see how you can use it in your community to, to bless your local community and think on how you can bring this blessing to the world. Yeah. And so like, We've received the blessings, which means we should do something with them. Yes. Right? Like, we're not just getting them and, like, yeah. basking in them, which is good, but they were given to us as tools a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to use them. So for part of the Halloween, I like it to be not only see the blessings moving into these waters, but also see the potential for their use. Yes. Moving and, forward. And a lot of that language was developed specifically to avoid telling people how to use the tools. So it's, all right, see how you can use this tool. It's not, we got joy. You should be joyful by doing X, Y, Z. Right. It's, we got joy. How do you see joy as a tool in your life? How do you see it as a tool that you can share with others here in this circle? How do you see it as a tool that you can share with the whole world? Because every drop of water is a ripple that flows out. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada. Um, so, but that is, that's the piece that you normally do it, but you skipped it in your explanation. I, I, did, I did totally of, skip it. <laughs> and, and so it's that followed by release the waters. Yeah. And... All of that is, again, to paint that cosmic picture, to show people this is where we are, this is how we got here, this is what we're doing, and and kind of remind, and I'll be honest, for folks at home, and I know you know this, that is the hardest part of any ritual, is remembering what the seer said, not two minutes prior. No kidding. (laughs) Like... (laughs) All right. Like, literally, if I know I'm doing the waters, I'll be standing there being like, 
Okay, Buño, joy, Buño, joy. Okay, now they said, uh, oh. law goose, goose, water, you, horrible you, goose. Okay. You, you are you are <laughs> even a step beyond me because I'm just like, all right, I need the keyword. I'm going to distill this down into a keyword. I'm going to repeat the keyword. I'm not I'm not going to remember what well, the rune was. Ideally, or the tarot card. If they've taken our advice. They have not said what the rune is, and they've right. just given us the keyword, which is even better. It is so much better. Um, but yes, it, if you're a seer, you can always help your priest by just giving them a stinking keyword. One word is yeah. all they need. Just to remember what you said. Like exactly. it's not that it's not that we don't hear it. It's that it just leaves your brain. Yes. I don't know. And that's why we repeat it for the folk, though. That's why it's our job to repeat it. To repeat it and remind people, and so. I'll say the keywords like four times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five times. Because I want people to walk away remembering what was in their water. Right. You know? Because we're asking them to agree to receive it, which we'll get to here in a second. Yeah. But, but you should know what it was you got. Exactly. Um, and it also, it allows you to repeat back what the seer said um, in case it was too quiet. Because that was another way yeah. that we solved that quiet seer problem um, is just repeating it out, saying... And we have received X, Y, Z. And that that is something that I think is, is really important. Um, but it, and, and I wish that I could recommend a mnemonic trick to do this, but everybody is different. And everyone's going to have to figure out their own way to remember these. Yeah. And I am totally okay with someone just writing them down on a card and carrying it up and referring back to it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... I'll, I'll, I'll be in the middle of what I'm saying. I'll be like, Hey, what'd you pull? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I forgot what this one is. Can you remind me? <laughs> or I'll, I'll be like, and we also received long pause, look pointedly at someone else who I know was paying attention. <laughs> right. And hopefully it's the seer. Right. So, so when your seership is done, it's not really done until the <laughs> waters are all blessed. <laughs> but after the waters are blessed, then we have the affirmation of the blessing, yes. which is affirmative consent. Yes. Like that's, that is exactly what it, it is. It, and I think I struggled with this part initially because I was like, but it's so short. Yeah. Because it's literally like, do you accept these waters? Yeah. Behold, the waters of life. Like, yeah. there you go. Yep. Um, and there are different ways to do this. Um, my, my favorite ways, and I don't do them often enough, are, are really around that affirmative consent. It's where you say, folk, these are our blessings. They are here before you in, in a cup of magic. Are you prepared to receive these blessings? people shout yes or we are or mm -hmm. something like that or if you want to get everyone on the same page you can say for the folk who are prepared to do the work with these blessings for you who want to have these tools speak now and cry out we are ready we give are them ready. give them the line <laughs> you know yeah it, it, it helps. It really does. Because then everyone knows what to say. Because some people say yes or we do. And, and you get kind of this, yeah. you know, dissipating. Which comes to ritual fear. Yeah, exactly. Which I know you wanted to jump back to. I do. Because yes. timing. Timing. <laughs> calling for the waters. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you were talking about. Probably. I don't remember which callback you're aiming for. But, um, yes. Uh, 
So when you call for the waters and you're outside, and this is something that you can learn to do through experience, um, pay attention to the weather. Pay attention to what's going on around you because it's really cool to hold up a vessel of water and say, behold the waters of life. It is super cool. It is exponentially cooler. <laughs> to hold up a vessel of water and have the sun hit it from behind a cloud and shout, behold the waters of life. <laughs> or to hold up your vessel of water in a, in a kind of dreary day and have it suddenly start raining. Yes. There is that. <laughs> there is that. Um, at Comfest this past uh, month? Yeah. Week? I don't know. Week, almost. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two weeks. Yes. Week, two weeks. Anyway, um, it was it was a dreary morning. It had started beautifully. Oh yeah. I mean, it was gorgeous that morning. It was and blue you were skies. watching the clouds roll in. I was watching, and watching the, the wind roll change. In, and <laughs> yes, and so right before it started to spit is when we got to the waters. I'm like, you know what? You just vamped. Here we are, and yeah, I I got us to the point where we shouted, "Behold!" What was it? I shouted, and the waters rained down from it, the heavens. Yeah. And there they came. <laughs> and it started raining, you know? And it wasn't a, a heavy rain, it, but, you know, the, the ritual hadn't even gone long. It, it, mm -hmm. In fact, it had gone in a good clip. Um, but I knew that it was, it was coming. And so I did that. Um, the other thing that I did, uh, speaking of rain, is many years ago at Wellspring, at Brushwood, we, uh, we started doing ritual. At our assigned time, we'd started a little bit late because it was a brushwood ritual and it was wellspring and that's what we do, we start late. Um, but we had, we'd started and there was thunder in the distance. Was this the yes. ordination, consecration, elevation, yep. right? And so I'm, I'm listening to the weather, I hear what's going on, I know that we're gonna get pounded by rain. I didn't know how bad it was gonna be. But I knew it was going to be bad. It was bad. And <laughs> I was in charge of running the ritual. And I did everything I could to run it downhill. Like, I, I was not stopping. I, I had gotten rid of every pregnant pause I could possibly get rid of. Um, the problem with a large ritual, like the one at Wellspring, is that it's run by a bunch of different people. Um, and even if you are nominally in charge, as I was, uh, you cannot control everybody who you don't know, really, because there's some of these people I've never met, um, so I don't know their ritual style. I don't know what they're going to do. How long they're going to talk. How long they're going to talk. I don't know, you know, anything about them, really. Um, but I, I, I very quickly learned that if you give the regional druids a chance to talk about their region, well, they're gonna get long-winded. Because they, they've gotta cover every grove, they've gotta talk about all the solitaries, they've gotta talk about all the cool things that they've done, and I understand that. Um, but I could also hear the thunder rolling in, and I could feel the wind kicking up. And we had ordinations to do, and elevations, and consecrations. And I'm like, well, all right, so, 
we, 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 we get up to it, and I'm, what I learned that night is that I can run a ritual downhill as fast as I can, but I can't make people pray to escape the rain. I just, I can't make them speed up. It, it doesn't work. They have to be aware of their surroundings, and not everyone was, and that's okay, but I had to deal with the fallout. <laughs> and the fallout was probably the worst thunderstorm that we've ever had at Wellspring, which is saying something. Um, with lightning, with hail, we're standing in a grove of trees, lightning all around. We probably got an inch of rain in that hour, I would imagine. We were all soaking wet by the end of it. But I had to finish it out because we had ordinations to do. We were going to do them, or so I was told. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, we got them all the way through, and we get to the waters. And I don't remember who it was. It was either Kirk or Ian. One of them came up to me and said, are we going to have people drink or should we asperse the crowd? <laughs> and I'm standing here in the driving rain. I think it was Kirk, because I think I went, Kirk, we don't need asperses. They will never feel the blessings. I've got a better idea and it's faster. And so I got up onto the mound at the center of the, the thing. I raised my arms up and I blessed the frickin' rain that was falling down on us. And I said, here's the water. Behold the waters of life. <laughs> These are the blessings. We have them. They are drenching us. We are full of them. Let's go home. Let's go home. <laughs> and so we closed out the right and we left. And I saved us probably 10 minutes to 15 minutes of standing in that storm just by saying, you know what? We're already getting wet. Let's bless the source of the rain and let's call it a day. Um, roll with it sometimes. Roll with it anytime you have to, but roll with it sometimes. Um, but yeah, the, the affirmation of the blessing is really just that. It is saying, yes, these are the blessings. And you want to get everyone involved, you know, if they can hear you over the rain, but uh, you want everyone to kind of respond in a unison way. Yeah, well, and the, the whole module, the whole return flow module is rife with opportunity for good call and response liturgical yes. theatrics, right? Yes. Like it's, it is very well set up for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there, I mean, you can use the Litany of the Waters from uh, our DNA, mm -hmm. you know, from whence do the waters flow, from bosom of the earth mother, you know, all that kind of stuff. You can you can do that, um, and that's a perfectly acceptable ADF module mm -hmm. as well, as far yep. as I'm concerned. Um, I've done things around winning the waters. Um, I wrote a whole play, <clears throat> yeah, about um, Indra and Vitra and the battle for the waters and like. Yep. The kids acted it out <laughs> yep. during that. And then, yeah, like... I, I used uh, the, the bull in the woods, the Soma, mm -hmm. and chasing chasing after the bull and, and okay. bringing the bull back and all that kind of stuff. That was, that was fun stuff. Um, but you can do all sorts of cool things with it. It doesn't have to be rote. It doesn't have to be dull and boring it doesn't have to be just another part to ritual it can be something really cool if you want to take the time to do that um 
and really all you have to do is you just break it down into those three parts. Make sure that you're calling for your, your blessings. Make sure you hallow them and make sure people say, yep, this is the thing that I want. Yeah. And you're good. One of the things I don't get to do very often simply because our grove is, is so big and our high days are so big, but I had the opportunity to do it harvest night several years ago, mm-hmm. was um, we had a, a clear pitcher and we're small enough that we could be in a circle where we could all see it. And I, um, I think I picked it up from Ian where you warm the waters over mm-hmm. the fire. Um, but because it was clear, you could see the fire literally in the water just the way that yeah. like science works right and so I, I was able to have everyone was close enough to be able to see that which i thought was really cool yeah um, i mean fat bottom waters make the world go round. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no i mean I, I i like that you haven't done it a lot since um it's, so it's hard when you it is we don't do a lot of in the round ritual with a fire in the scent like yeah we are very much like semi-circle yeah um so size wise like it just that doesn't the technique doesn't work very yep. well for our grove M- most of our ritual setups are thrust more yeah. than in the round um the decision to asperse or to drink waters i always prefer drinking where we can do it i like to i like to take those waters in it's usually a side a size of ritual consideration mm-hmm. for me or a speed consideration so at the Dublin Irish Festival or we have 300 con- people or a health consideration yep, like true. in this post-COVID world we more often a spurge yep um in this people... post-COVID world we should use super soakers <laughs> is that permission to use those at Dublin Irish you've always had permission <laughs> you just need to believe in yourself <laughs> with my happy little super soakers <laughs> and my happy little trees <laughs> No, but uh, <laughs> but I I picked this up from you. I like drinking. So our grove uses condiment cups, yeah. stainless steel condiment cups that we... So everyone gets their own, so they are as sanitized as we can make them, right? Yep. Um, and, but when I walk around and pour them, I like to hold the person's hand or yes. cup who is receiving those waters and if possible make eye contact with them yeah uh, and i and i hold it partially because i want to like make sure i'm pouring it in the cup right but also there's like that may be the moment of connection yes that they feel um and so sometimes it, it depends what's going on but a lot of times i will hold their hand holding the cup make eye contact pour the water and say receive the blessing or something yep. like that to each person. Yeah, I don't have a standard thing that I say. It's, yeah, it's, it's different su- every time. It's not but... super standard, but that's kind of the the feel yeah. that goes with and, it. And I, you mentioned you picked it up for me. I, I do the same thing. I, I, it's not heavy touch. It's certainly not an invasive touch. But no, usually... it's it's very much like a I'm steadying this cup so exactly. that I can pour. Yep. Um, there there is some skin contact. But it's literally like the tips of fingers yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I, I tend to go out of my way to make sure that there is some kind of physical contact because this may be the only physical contact that they get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's nice to have that. Um, and if if someone, you know, hands me their cup in a way that... Yeah, they, they will set their cup on the table and push it towards me. Yep. And 
you know, then I just pour it. And yep, or they'll hand it to you with their hand over the top so you can't pour in. You have to accept You have to the cup take and, it and then pour it, yeah. Yeah, so there, there are lots of ways that people subtly avoid yeah. that. Yeah, well, um, and there, there are people who, when the cups are being passed out, you know, just kind of put their hand up because they don't, yeah. they don't want the waters, yep. and that's fine. Um, yeah, so, you know, there, there's lots of things to do around that, but I have never asked consent for that kind of touch because it's not... It's not invasive touch. Mm -hmm. I've thought about that from time to time. Um, and obviously people who've been to our rights know that we do that. Um, and that's something that I think about from time to time. I think, I'm like, how would I do that? Is there a way to do that? Is that even well, necessary? And I think I you're not doing it verbally, but you are reaching for the cup. Yeah. Right. And so there is a, a non-verbal. choice of how they're going to present it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it is there. One of the things I do at Dublin when, so we have the 300 people under the pavilion, yeah. right? And when we get to the waters and you and I walk around in a spurge, because we are not passing out cups to no. three to 500 people. We always tell people that we have a ritual with a splash zone. <laughs> yeah. So, but what I do in that, because a lot of times we have like onlookers. And so during that, before we step off the stage, I will invite anyone who wants to receive the waters to step towards the tent. Yeah. Um, and then even then, I'll kind of like weave around the back and, and just kind of like, you know, yep. non-verbally be like, you want this? Like gesture towards them kind yeah. of. Um, and, you know, they'll either be like, mm, no, or they'll like awkwardly look away. Yeah. Um, or they'll step in, you know, and it's... So that yeah. communication of affirmative consent is there. Yeah. It's just, you know, like anything, we just have to make sure that we're thinking about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the water start to finish yeah. right there. Um, the other thing that we often do, um, and I'm certain that Seamus started this, is at the very end, we, we all drink together mm -hmm. at the end and... Most of the time, we, whoever's running the right, doesn't matter what the hearth culture is, will hold up and say slanja. That's drink. okay. That's not true though, because most of the time we've tried to learn other things. So like, if it's some sort of Gaelic something, it's slanja. We said prost at our Babiaga right. We'll say esto at a Hellenic right. At a Roman rite, apparently we'll say Eo Saturnalia, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Saturnalia, right? That and the Vuvuzela, and you got it set, you know? So we've tried to expand that, but oftentimes we do say something yeah. when we drink. Yeah, just to continually affirm yeah. that blessing. Um, well, and a lot of times we'll, like, we'll get to the very end where you know, the priest who has walked around or whoever has walked around and has poured these waters will hold their cup and like raise it and say, well, A, they'll raise the pitcher and be like, anybody else? Did I, did I miss anyone? <laughs> yep. And then they'll raise their cup and be like, drink deep children of earth of the blessings we've received of omen, omen, and omen. If they still remember them at that point, which I typically don't. <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That piece is so ingrained that I don't even think about it. Like, it, it didn't even occur to me that I say, drink deep of these omens or whatever, drink yeah, deep no, of these Yeah, no, you totally do. Yeah. That, that's rote for me. Yeah. But, yeah, so that, that gets us to kind of that final affirmation. And then we go collect cups and yeah. we move on. And we if do we have work, things. we do work. And yeah. 
So those are the, that's how we do our, our waters. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes, and let us pray with a good fire.